Because unfortunately, there are a lot of so, a lot so many. Isn't like uh, America, like the Pacific East, like where Seattle and all that is, quite synonymous for serial killers? Because it's so depressing. Oh. Yeah, California actually. Really? It's oh. one of my one of my facts is uh serial killer killings in California are one of the highest numbers in the US at 1682. Wow. What? That <laughs> is so high. That is terribly high. But also, I keep saying this all the time is like what about all the ones that are undocumented in other countries? Absolutely. Exactly. I've been thinking about that yeah, we too. Don't know. How, like, you know there's yeah. a lot out there. Yes. All those terrible things like assaults, they're just not documented as re- readily. So maybe there is oh, more. There's I believe more. <laughs> Absolutely more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With that pre-pre-intro, welcome to this week's episode of the Tangent Trio where we discuss serial killers. This is the topic that actually brought us together the very first time. Peyton was the guest mm-hmm. on our original episode we did on serial killers. So we're revisiting this because it's something we all are interested in. Not to participate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe intrigued by what creates these monsters. Um, so The McDonald Triangle. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys no, heard of the what McDonald Triangle? In the McDonald Triangle said that all serial killers have like the three things in common and it's enuresis, so they wet the bed, um, they harm animals, and they set fires. Really? Yeah. I only have one and a half of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I don't want to yeah. know which one. I'm sure it's not 100% because I'm sure there's some that like love animals but hate There humans. is actually, yeah. Something, <laughs> yeah, something so... I looked at when I was researching was, uh... or wait. Wasn't it what you sent me? No, never mind. It yes. was, right? Where it was like, yeah, I sent okay. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could never think of hurting an animal. No, neither could I. Yeah. Right? I know. That's why you're not I a serial killer. <laughs> oh, like... I think that's the biggest one. Like the biggest red flag <laughs> is probably hurting animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so cruel. Why would you? They're so vulnerable and innocent. And I don't know. And cute. <laughs> I mean, I wish they would think that about people yeah. too. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my the serial killer I chose um, is. Have you heard of Christopher Dunch? No, no. Um, they actually call him Doctor Death because he was a medical doctor. Oh, maybe I have heard of this, oh. like from the you show and the podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I'd never heard of him, so I started just reading up, and I was, like, flabbergasted to be, as I understate, I was just so shocked that he got away when all these hospitals were so negligent to what he was doing. Okay, so I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as I can. Um, So he was a neurosurgeon who maimed and injured... 33 out of his 38 patients and for those of you that like percentages that's 87 percent and for those of you who are ethnic that's basically 90 (laughs) percent 
<laughs> We're rounding up. <laughs> oh yeah, round it up, baby. Um, so he completed his residency, his MD, PhD in neurosurgery. Um, and in his residency, he participated in less than a hundred surgeries. So I want you guys to guess if you were going into neurosurgery, typically in residency, how many surgeries are you supposed to have under your belt? I don't know. Give me a number. 350. A thousand. Jesse, you are absolutely right. It's more than a thousand surgeries for yeah. neurosurgeons. Oh my God. Yeah. And he did less than a hundred and they still fucking qualified him. <sighs> sounds quite privileged. Yeah, exactly. sounds white privilege. It absolutely is. because <laughs> White coat <laughs> privilege is what he means. White <laughs> coat privilege. So even through his residency, he was under the influence of cocaine and they sent him to a program for impaired physicians. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he left that out of his resume when he was applying yeah. to fucking hospitals. Why is there so many that they have a program dedicated to them? No, like, you know what? I, I think say. it's the high stress of the industry. And, you know, they have... Uh, alcohol problems a lot right that's not uncommon like dentists have a lot of suicide yeah. the rates. highest isn't it yes isn't the that highest, crazy yeah. like what is it about <laughs> that's what i was gonna say what is it about teeth that makes them so disgusting yeah or bad breath yeah. Yeah. maybe it's yeah. that weed plaque stuck on them yeah jesus <laughs> oh my god i'll never ever forget that in my life i told like ev- i told my sister that too yeah <laughs> She was pretty flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he studied in Memphis and worked there for a little while. And then he moved to Dallas um, to try and recover some because he got himself into a lot of debt because I've guessed the boozing and the going out late nights, whatever. Um, so I'm only going to share a couple of stories because there's so many like <laughs> completely scary stories about what he did to his patients. So. One of his first patients, he operated on the wrong part of his back. um, And then he had to perform a second surgery on him and left him paralyzed, requiring rehab. And unfortunately, the patient was never fully recovered. They were in chronic pain up until maybe today or maybe when they passed away. Um, Another one, uh, after having the... Surgery, they experienced chronic pain with limited mobility because this alleged doctor he cut a ligament which is normally never touched during that procedure, misplaced hardware in the spine, placed a screw which kept the hardware in place in the incorrect location, and stripped the threads of the screw so it couldn't be removed. And even if it was to ever be removed, this person would have bled out and died. So it's physically stuck and fused to their spine forever. Oh, that's good. Okay, medical malpractice. That's just My two God. examples. And imagine there's another 31 examples. So that's crazy. Some of the um some other neurosurgeons had to come and fix some of his mistakes in other patients. And one of them described uh the work that Dunst had done. Uh, as an attempted decapitation of a patient because he severed the thorax and, like, the esophagus when he wasn't supposed to. How did he fuck that up? 
And another one. Well, when you only do yeah. 100 yeah. and you should have done yes. 1,000. Exactly. <laughs> and another one of his uh, colleagues, I'd say workplace proximity associates, I don't even think they want to say that they're <laughs> colleagues of his. Yeah. Um, when yeah. they opened up a patient, they said it looked like the result of a child playing with Tinker Toys. Like they were there, shit was everywhere and it's not supposed to be. Um, he left multiple people paralyzed or quadriplegics. Um, yeah, I don't know how he got away with this. Well, actually, I do. I know exactly how he got away with yeah. it. Yeah. The hospitals, after being like some of the surgeries, the anesthetologist and the people who do the blood stuff, they were like, yo, your patient is bleeding out. And he was like, no. And he kept packing in more like gauze and stuff and i don't know it was just insane and when they reported him the hospitals were like okay we'll just put him off surgeries for a little while and because that'll teach him yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) um and they just they didn't want to pay the patients out and they didn't want to look negligent so they just was like you either quit or you're fired like pick one but if we fire you we have to submit to the national and federal board that you were fired from here and that triggers an investigation so they let him quit then do that like yeah that's just like lazy they just don't want the heat of saying like exactly they just don't want the investigation but it's like and it was two other neurosurgeons that actually drove the investigation against him to get him remove his medical license and imprison him. Jesus Christ. I'm like actually appalled by this kind of medical malpractice. That's you go to the hospital or a doctor because you're essentially putting your life into their hands. And the reason they went after him um, was a part of the investigation. The prosecutors found an email in which he boasted. And this is a quote from the email ready to leave the love and kindness and goodness and patience that I mix everything else that I am and become a cold-blooded killer. Like, he's a fucking doctor, guys. That's crazy. That's, like, intent right there. Absolutely. That's how they got him. Like, that's how they could prove that it was intentional what he was doing. And a lot of the time, all the people in the surgery rooms with him were like, yo, you're doing it wrong. He didn't even know his basic anatomy. And sometimes they were like, his pupils are so dilated. We think he's under the influence of something. Oh, perfect. Right? This I this pisses me off. That So they don't have like a stop the line system. Like if you see that the person that's about to do a very critical surgery looks like they're under the influence, you just say, continue. They're not in the room by themselves, no, is what I'm at saying. No, at one like, point, one of the other medical professionals had to restrain him and pull him off the patient and be like, you're doing this all wrong. You need to stop. But at the end of the day, they weren't a neurosurgeon, so they couldn't, like, finish the job. And this person is open on the table. Like, what do you do? That's crazy. You don't let him start in the first place. After the first couple of complaints, you go, this isn't obviously your cup of tea. Like, you're yeah. a sociopath. Get a fucking different job. Yeah. I have a question. I already know the answer, but do you ever, like, research your doctor when you 
have a new doctor or dentist or any kind of physician? Do you ever like Google yeah. review them? I did the last time I got a, a general you general did? practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't oh had to switch for a while, knock on wood. So I haven't had to do it, yeah. but I would. If you had, we're going to have a surgery or your family's going to have a surgery. Do you research yeah. the doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We know, we know oh, everything okay. about our mom's like vascular surgeon and her amputation surgeon. Oh, yeah. okay. Good. I, I think, I don't know if a lot of people actually do that. Or you just go to the hospital. Especially like when you, I think that's a huge thing for people, especially it was for me. Um, having a physician that you can trust. If you don't like the person that you're with, you're not going to go. Yeah, and you yeah. won't be honest about the things you need to be honest. And you yeah. won't be honest. Yeah, If you go to that person, you feel like they're gaslighting you or like they never listen to your concerns or kind of brush it to the side. And that was my first doctor that I had. Like every time I went to him, I was like, hey, I'm having like XYZ situation. He's like, oh, well, just don't eat bananas. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> And I'll never forget. I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble breathing when I do this. And he's like, well, what time does it happen? I was like, well, in the morning. And he's like, oh, okay, well, what did you eat? I was like, I had like toast and a banana. He's like, just stop eating bananas. And I was like, but it happened like yesterday and the day before I didn't eat a banana. He's like, it's probably a banana. A lot of people are allergic to bananas. And Sir. I was like, oh. <laughs> and that's literally how the conversation went. Really? I'll never forget it. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I'm not asthmatic. I'm just like allergic to bananas. It was like my thinking for a very long time. Turns out I was, in fact. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not and allergic, not allergic to, bananas. to bananas. Yeah. Definitely. Just actually, I don't know because I never took an allergy test, but just watch. <laughs> I'm going to go take an allergy test. It's so funny to- you said bananas. I know people who are very allergic to bananas. Yeah, me too. You know what? Maybe this year my thing. I've been talking about this allergy test forever, and I've never got it. I'll, I'll do all one. because I know it's expensive. I'll do one. Wait, how much? You will. You know what? Maybe we'll get covered. In <laughs> Hell <people>. yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Let's get yeah, an allergy test because I'm really. I'm glad I don't have any allergies, but maybe I just don't know yeah. yet. And I keep saying, like a lot of people, let's say we, you have problems, and you're trying to change your diet and try to have a healthy lifestyle. But imagine, like, I always talk about my friend that decided that she wanted to become a vegan. And it turns out she was, like, super estrogen sensitive and she was eating all this soy. But you were following a diet that was good in Mm -hmm. theory, but you didn't take yourself into account first. And that goes with everything. And I think about it all the time. Like, I'm not just listening to anything blindly anymore. I need to take myself into consideration and be like, have you done the steps to check and make sure that this is Mm -hmm. appropriate for you? Are you just going to a doctor named Dr. Death just because he's a neurosurgeon? Yeah. Have you done any research for yourself about this? Is this, is this yeah. what you want? Do you know what they're doing in the surgery when he's telling you shit? Oh, my God. Are you just like, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> I yeah. think part of the hospital's responsibility is to ensure that the people that they're setting you up with are are legitimate. And, you know, if you have complaints about one doctor or one surgeon you shouldn't be letting that person continue on even if you are afraid of like the legal ramifications you need to find an avenue to get them out of the or because all you're going to do is Mm -hmm. perpetuate that and you're just going to have more and more cases of people who you're going to have you're going to have to pay them out at the end of the day because it's negligence well funny you said that because he was working out of dallas texas and in (laughs) 
when some of the patients tried to like civil suits against the hospital and him um there was there's a cap on how much a patient can receive um it's only $250,000 wow to have no mobility yeah. in your body anymore yeah. to be yeah. paralyzed great yeah. yeah or to have a loved one pass away well i don't know whether it's changed yet but his entire case was um the first of its kind because his peers testified against him and doctors have never snitched on doctors before ever well that's kind of like the mentality that needs Absolutely. to go away too it's almost like when you look at sexual assault in the catholic mm-hmm. system they do the same thing rather than deal with the the priest or the perpetrator they have a system where they send them to different churches and different programs and then they just call it a day and it's like but if you've seen them have to be moved seven or eight times because they keep doing the same thing Mm -hmm. like at this stop changing the the environment and work on the person yeah that's interesting would you research your church or priest as well the same you would your medical practitioner and be like oh how many parishes have you been oh i change every two years uh red flag much yeah Yeah. why (laughs) I was asking that same question, like how I worked for a company where they had to change their CEO after X amount of years. You want to get fresh ideas and yeah. stuff like that. And other companies, they don't implement that. So you've had some people that are there for decades. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So do you think that that should be a rule too? Maybe like it's good to have a different priest. Like what if he's not resonating with the people yeah. of that church? Not necessarily a bad person, but like you want to hear information delivered in a different way or some fresh new ideas. But if you had the same people, same like government, actually. In in like most African countries, our leaders are like yeah. dictators <laughs> and they stay in power for a really yeah. long time. Whereas here you can only do what, two, two terms or three I think terms? the U.S. Two terms. Oh is two. Oh my God, sorry. I think two years, terms two of terms. four years. Four years, so eight years. Is that the same or whatever? I actually don't know. I believe so. <laughs> I'm so sorry for our students. You know, we're going to work on that. We're going to have an episode about the Canadian <laughs> yeah. political system, the basics, so that we cannot oh be embarrassing here. <laughs> that would be a learning day for me because I don't know anything <gasps> about politics. We'll get- yeah, but even just to know your basics, like when you want to complain, we had a an event where a lot of our politicians came in. And I remember talking to like a city. Oh, <laughs> you've God. already forgotten Moral... who you talked to. Alderman. Oh, okay. Alderman. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, what kind of things can I message my alderman about? He's like, you can ask this and this. He's like, I'm like, what do people message you about? He's like, um, that they're mad that their neighbor is shoveling snow onto their <laughs> sidewalk. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I think a lot of people don't know like what you're supposed to message me about. What is <laughs> not a concern what you're not supposed to call the police about stuff like that and i was like oh, oh wow yeah. and he's right like i don't know so yeah maybe in the future we can have an episode about yeah, that it's that actually very interesting. interesting yeah yeah maybe yeah. we can have him on he said yes oh nice no way swear to god i have oh his my name god perfect perfect yeah <laughs> he's actually your alderman oh <laughs> He's honestly the sweetest. He's like, you can message me anytime. He's like, I can tell you who yours is, but like, I'm like, I want you because you're really friendly and I like you already. He's like, cool. Hey, Christian, shout out to you. You got to move. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, did you watch the show that they did for the first season of Dr. Death? 
There was a show. There's apparently oh, a whole show is what I read yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, there's a podcast called Dr. Death, and I think they're on their third or fourth season. But then Showcase or something picked it up. And Gee, that's Joshua all. Jackson. I was about Dawson's to say Creek. Jesse Jackson, but isn't that a runner? An athlete? <laughs> Girl. J- Jesse Jackson is a civil rights activist. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm going to hell. I don't know anything about anything. Hey, least I knew he was black. <laughs> this entire episode is wild. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Reverend Jesse Jackson. <laughs> oh, shit. Reverend. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> We're going to also do an episode on black yes, history please. next month. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah, for February. So this ties in perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, please don't cancel us. Honestly, we've said so much. And I did know I was going down the right avenue. I'm just really tired. Today. You were you were really trying. Tough morning already. Yeah. <laughs> Your heart was in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, Anyways. Moving okay. on. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, the serial killer that I chose, um, I went down a different route because there's lots of, like we were saying earlier, there's lots of killers out there that are just unidentified. Yep. And as, as much as like, I love a full story, many true crime stories that you listen to or podcasts you listen to are full of, um, unidentified serial killers. So I chose Jack the Ripper as my serial killer for this episode. Um, he was active in and around the impoverished uh, Whitechapel area of London. So Jack the Ripper was prevalent in 1888, and there's lots of killings that people want to attribute to him, but what is known as the canonical five are the five confirmed murder victims of Jack the Ripper, starting with uh, Mary Ann Nichols. And she was discovered in August on 1888. Uh, Her throat was severed and all the way to the vertebrae, which is kind of another theme. Uh, She was stabbed twice in her vagina and she was disemboweled. So lots of the lots of the things with the Jack the Ripper killings are the bodily mutilation. And like it's almost like a like a disrespecting or like a. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like yeah. degrading the body. Do you think he was like the original yeah. incel? Like he couldn't get. Right? I think so. It seems like that's how he chose yeah, his targets, yeah. right? Hmm. Yeah, because all of the targets that he chose were um, sex workers. Ah, yes. So they, yeah, they were all um, in that area in the area of Whitechapel. There was lots yeah. of sex work. A uh, one week later, after the discovery of the first body. They found the body of Annie Chapman, and like the first one, her throat was severed with two deep cuts. Her abdomen had been cut open entirely, and a section of flesh from her stomach was placed on her left shoulder. Like, isn't that weird to take... There's something with the psyche that you would take pieces out of somebody and, like, and and make a prop out of them? Like... Do you think he was experimenting more with his, like, calling card and how he mutilated people i guess i think so yeah because lots of theories about jack the ripper are that he has like uh an anatomical yeah like he has a knowledge oh. of anatomy so he's oh. maybe the so original doctor he's death. dr death yeah. the original like <laughs> exactly yeah so people think like to be able to remove pieces of 
you know, the inside of somebody if you don't know where to look or what to cut uh, with how precise he was. Like some of the other victims, he would remove their wounds. Oh, like that precise, eh? Yeah, so it's not something just the lay person would be able to to oh. muck about with. Yeah. yeah. And then after the second body was discovered, they ended up getting letters that were from the alleged Ripper. And that's how he actually coined his own name, Jack the Ripper. So a lot of people oh. think that the first letters were like faked or fraudulent by a reporter. And the whole point of it was to coin a phrase for him because like every every killer or every notorious serial killing has some yeah. sort of nickname yeah. attached to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people think that the first letter was actually just somebody from the reporter team because it was such a sensational case, even in 1888. Isn't that weird that we name hurricanes and serial killers like that? Yeah. It is weird, yeah. It's weird that we name hurricanes after people. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know what I don't like, though? They don't ever choose Indian name. Where's Hurricane Sandeep? Yeah. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She can rip through your house, too. Like, where is she? (laughs) (laughs) So like that's her I wonder, <laughs> yeah that's a volcano with her gables. <laughs> i wonder if there's like um a form or something you can fill in to oh submit to put your name, name down as a potential oh, I storm that. i'd love a storm named off wouldn't that be me. sweet and a billion other people <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that didn't hurt it after me sandy please <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, please. <laughs> oh my gosh wow jack the motherfucking ripper so after the letter was found this the most famous killing from the canonical five are what's considered the double event canonical so uh, yeah canonical means like accurately because like if if they think 20 people were killed by jack the ripper but they can only like prove five of them oh. they're canonical Oh, I'm going to use that word because I also have canonical oh. numbers. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, people think he could have killed many, many more. But yeah. these are the five that they're they're most certain oh, okay. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the double event was Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes were killed on the early mornings of September 30th, 1888. Uh, the cause of death of Stride, so the first victim was a deep incision to her neck and there wasn't any of the bodily mutilation from the first two murders which a lot of people thought either this could have been somebody else or maybe he was rushed through his process and wasn't able to do all of the mutilation that he would typically do if he had he couldn't finish the the job yeah exactly 45 minutes later the second body of Catherine eddowes was found a little bit east Mm -hmm. of the first body and the strange thing about Catherine Eddowes was her body was, like, more severely mutilated, but pieces of her apron were removed and found a few blocks east of her body, which was actually in the same direction oh. of the previous body. So he would have to have gone hmm. west for the second killing and then gone past where he had oh. left the first body. Interesting. So, Yeah. Yeah, in an alleyway near the first body, he left the apron from mm. Catherine Eddowes. And uh, he also left a message that says, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. What? Uh, so it was almost like, yeah, the Jews are the men that will not. Is he anti-Semitic? Yeah. I think so, because that was kind of the vibe in London in 1888. 
was the anti-Semitic like views and values. Yeah. Well, and it could be um, an actual statement or it could be something that the killer used to um, dissuade the investigators Mm -hmm. to point them in the wrong direction. And then after the double event, another letter was received laying claim Mm -hmm. to the double event, which was significant because nobody... None of the public knew that the double event was uh, considered oh. by the police. So for the perpetrator, for whoever wrote the letter, to call it the double event and, and claim that was significant right. for them. And then the most, the most famous and the last of the canonical five is Mary Jane Kelly. And she was discovered in her bedroom, which was kind of like a studio room off of London's... Uh, where was she found on Dorset street and her body had been hacked beyond oh. recognition. Like the police investigators said it looked like she had almost oh, been God. skinned. Uh, her throat was severed to the spine. Her abdomen was emptied of its organs. Her uterus kidneys and one breast had been placed beneath her head. Uh, and other visceral from her body was placed uh, beside her feet. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> Yeah, they also found like, right? Well, and then they also found accelerant in the fireplace, which means he would have put something in the fire to make the room really, really bright to do what he was going to do. Yeah. And stranger still is the fact that she had a male roommate who people think he was in love with her and he didn't like the lifestyle yeah. that she had because she was a sex yeah. worker as well. Oh. So people think he started the killings to get her out of the lifestyle, which it, it worked. Like after the first couple, yeah. she took a break. Oh. But because times because times were so tough, she had to get yeah. back out there. And so people think that um, it was this guy strictly because he was the roommate and would know how to enter the apartment because she was found in bed with her clothes folded beside the bed so it's almost like she was asleep and somebody let themselves in Ew. yeah but come on yeah and then the killings i'm sure the locks weren't as you know different as they are today (laughs) yeah that's what i think about anything from like the 1800s like how even like documentation how do we know any of this like who decided to keep all this stuff yeah i mean that's why when uh, um People who emigrated here from countries that didn't keep records, like villages, right? Yeah. Villages in India didn't have birth records. Like my grandparents, their date of birth was made up. So a lot of people, they just wrote down when they emigrated out of India, the date of birth was just the first of any month. It was like, pick a month, have at it. Like, it's no big deal. It was always the first of something. And the the year was made That's up. Crazy. They were always like, oh, okay, what was happening around the time your kid was born? They're like, oh, well, this was happening. And they're like, oh, we'll just write this down then. That seems close enough. So everyone's age mm. is kind of like approximated. When we have people who are on paper 100 in our community, I personally, I'm always like, listen, like when they pass away, do you want to do like carbon dating just to see exactly how old they are? Like, I want to know, yeah. like, did we get, did the, was the date of birth right? Did, how close was it to their actual age? 
Can you carbon date people? No one is in your bones. I don't know. Are we like trees? Do we have enough rings or something? Yeah, count the rings. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, Jack the Ripper then, did his killings just suddenly stop? Stop, yeah. They did after after the last one. The okay. last of the five. That lady? They ended up stopping. Yeah, so oh. that's also why people thought that the roommate could have been him. Because his mission was kind of complete at that oh. point. Do serial killers usually have, I'm asking <laughs> yeah. like, you know, um, like a person in mind and then they kill until they I get bet that they have a first person? victim in mind. I bet they yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, or a profile. They probably plan the first one and then they get a taste for it and they're, they're like, oh my God, I can't stop. I want to just do more. Or they need, they have a need to yeah. perfect they it. Must, they get a rush out of doing it, right? Yeah, God, which is so crazy. Like, yeah, the the psychology of being able to do something like that is just so frightening. Yeah, but that's basically Jack the Ripper. Like the the, the meat and bones of Jack the Ripper. The meat and bones. Nope. Yeah. Understand it? <laughs> yeah. Why would you use that? Why would you say that? Are you okay? Like the meat and bones of Jack the Ripper <laughs> were removed and kept yeah, by the bedside. <laughs> um, my person actually kind of well they think predates um jack the ripper wow he was also super cray and a little excessive in his killing and he was in during medieval germany times and from 1568 to 1581 he went on like a 14 year killing wow. spree and they think that he killed uh, and he claimed he killed more than 964 oh victims oh my god jesus and he lived in an underground home built into this beautiful um landscape kind of like how you know that's like what i was hobbit. gonna say like hobbit yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah and it was located at the intersection of some of the old ancient roman roads and it connected several german cities so he'd like walk underneath oh, and he could like watch wow. people and yeah so it was uh, it was underground yeah his house was kind of like underground and there was like a tunnel in there and i was like okay that's crazy and his downfall was that he captured the daughter of a local barrel maker and he held her captive for seven years and he impregnated her six times. And each time she gave birth, he killed the babies by snapping their neck. And Aww. one day she begged him to take her outside and she promised not to talk or say anything. Um, but as soon as they went into public, she started screaming and causing a scene, um, saying that she'd been captured and tortured and that she was a barrel maker's daughter. And it drew the attention of a lot of bystanders. And so long story short, they went into his home and they had found evidence of like all these people that had been murdered. And he documented everything. Oh, he had wow. written it down. Detailed Fool. Yeah. Um, of everything I'd done. And then I think in June 1581, they executed him after nine days of excruciating, painful and barbaric medieval oh, torture. God device called the catherine wheel oh my god so they pretty much like put your body on a wheel and then they break you limb oh. by limb uh, like and decap de dislocate what i'm looking for dismember oh. thank you dismember your joints and well first they break all your bones and then they every time they turn the wheel it's like oh, pulling gross all of your oh limbs my god. apart slowly but surely and they did yeah. 90s of that so they kept him alive long enough to feel like lots of pain until he died do you, did he die on the Catherine wheel? Yep. After day nine. Oh my did god. Did he say yeah. anything? Like, is there any testimony of nothing? That's nothing's been do um, documented, oh. so they don't know. But and they were 
they suspected that um, the girl that he abducted and held captive for the seven years was probably going to be victim 1000 because he wrote that he wanted to kill a thousand people and he was at 964. Oh my god. So she That's essentially so saved like 35 yeah. lives. Yeah. Do you think well no they obviously yeah he would have count. counted the babies as victims no yeah 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 that's what i was thinking he's probably counting the babies too yeah so it's like do you think he just like wanted to keep doing that to just her or did he stop doing it to the public like do you think he was killing in between every time there yeah, was a baby because that's nine months right i don't know because that 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 part of the story is yeah. missing or like was he still doing it even though or was he getting really old like how old was he do we know how old he was? Yeah, and was just like, oh, they, I'm going to finish the last There's yes. not a lot of information exactly. about him. Yeah, All they know is like this terrible person and they knew what he did and they focused on that part of the story because he wrote right, everything right. down. And then he kept evidence of everything. See, I wonder what age he started at and what age he finished at. Right? Like how, lo- <laughs> how long would that like take? Like nine probably. Yeah. And they said he started from this age because that's when he started writing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And I guess uh I guess to know to write you have to have gone to school and because a lot of people were still illiterate in those days and education was for yeah. privileged people. Privilege. Yeah. The the bourgeoisie. Yeah, bourgeoisie, yeah. And he has a house and during medieval times everybody's struggling. Like he like a cool underground house. Yeah. yeah. And they said on the outside of his house, it looked normal. It's just the, sorry. Yeah, the outside of his house looked normal, but underground had those tunnels. Oh, wow. So obviously he must have known like, oh my God, my house has tunnels. And he like probably went exploring. And he's like, oh shit, look, at, it's here. Oh, I'm yeah. looking at these people. I'm definitely going to abduct oh. you. Bring you back to my house. <laughs> Nobody's going to see that because we're going to go underground. You're going to be screaming. Because we're under. Who's yeah. going to hear? Well, yeah. that's the thing though. Like back in the day, cities were built on top of the old cities, right? So... The old cities. That's why, yeah. especially Italy, has such a rich history underground. Oh my god! Don't get me excited because now <laughs> I, I know. I was like, that's, what? <laughs> that's spooky. I know, but what is it? Seattle has a lot of underground stuff, right? Yeah, I'd love to go exploring there. And Paris has the catacombs. The catacombs, yeah, yeah, lots, lots of stuff like that. And I think about that all the time. I'm like, what if there's like secret? Well, it's because I watch a lot of like um... National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I love that movie so much, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "Holy shit!" And then my mind Nicholas starts Cage racing. Did it again? Yeah, and I was like, "What if Calgary has like all these like trails underneath, and we just never talk about it?" But the trio needs to find out. <laughs> Get in our mystery machine. <laughs> Look, seriously, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. What if there's? Yeah, but like all the modern cities don't have shit. They're like put everything above ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except yeah. for yeah. our C trains, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, what should they, they put? Should have put all of them underground. I feel like we made yeah. everything a lot easier. They're so stupid. Yeah, like, why did they put ours? Yeah, we're gonna talk to our alderman yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, again, that's yeah. not my problem. <laughs> yeah, my dogs, my my neighbor's dog is barking too loud. Yeah, and what's yeah. under Calgary? Yeah, and what's under Calgary? We need to know about the secrets of the tube. Yeah. He's like, what? Tubes. What tubes? Yeah, I'm an alderman. They haven't shown me anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to. Talk I just to got my again. decoder ring. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What did <laughs> we went from talking about serial killers to needing to know about the secrets exactly. of our city <laughs> and why our sea train is above ground? Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had a family member that came to visit from New York, and they were like, "Is that the train?" And we're like, "Yeah." They're like, 
why is it on the street? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and to me, I was like, why the fuck are you asking such a dumb question? What do you mean? Why is it above ground? So we can get on. like. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, we don't do that. And I was like, oh. We have yeah. buses for that. Yeah. He's like, so where? when does it go underground? I'm like, it doesn't, except for like one spot downtown. Oh. Yeah. And he's Some like, tunnels. He's like, so where, like, they just hope that everybody just stops all the time? I'm like, yeah, you, no, you they stop traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so traffic just stops with the train can pass. I was like, yeah. He's like, there's not a lot of people here. Hey, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're there right. Is now, <laughs> yeah, there is now, and at the time they were like, yeah, we have a million thing. people. I, we just I didn't plan very think well. There's a lot of people here. I th- maybe compared to where I'm from, like it's way busier. Well, girl, you're from like the UK. Of course, there's not a lot of people there. Y'all have like cities built on top of cities. We have one city. <laughs> But, like, I don't know, the city planning here was never done to, you know, accommodate Accommodate. Yeah. I have a question. Why don't we have a train that actually goes around the perimeter? I don't know. I don't understand why you don't have a rail system that services the country. Like, I don't get why you can't hop on a train from here to Montreal if you wanted. Why do you have to fly? Well, we do have a trail system, but it's very expensive. <laughs> okay. Does it go all the way across Canada? Yeah. Oh. You can take via rail. I'd love to go on a train. Yeah, it's a lot of like seniors who. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Well, not necessarily. It's just like you need a lot of time, right? And it's very expensive. Yeah. People want to yeah. get somewhere, and they also are. Well, I'm on a budget. <laughs> And like when you look at those tickets to go from one end of the country to another, like I'm just it's probably cheaper to fly or just the same amount. Yeah, yeah. You only you only get like two weeks of vacation a year. And yeah, you don't want to use five days. You don't want five days to just get across the country, and then you're like, well, come back. I have to fly back anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. Makes sense. But like, why is it's dumb that there isn't one between here and Edmonton? Like that's just stupid. Yeah, Uh, like a bullet train. Something that can get us there in like 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah, Japan's doing it. Come on. I mean, they're ahead of the time. I think it (laughs) might be climate as well. Like, do you really want to be on a bullet train that hits a block of ice? That shit's going to bullet in a different direction. Well, yeah, not anymore, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Well, now that you've been I don't know. I think of that often because in England, when there's like frost and ice and if there's a fucking leaf on the track, everything stops because they have to remove that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Like, there's a system... Yeah, it wouldn't work here, then. ...engineers and people that take care of the tracks. Nothing scares me more than a derailment. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I can't handle that. Because there's no belts and everyone's, like, on top of each other. That's what always scared me about the underground as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're trapped underground as well, and you've derailed. Who? That's how fair. are they going to get to you yeah. quickly? <laughs> That's fair. Now I'm kind of like my mind is obsessing about like the efficiency of a public transit system. I'm like, okay, well, if they put the train in the perimeter and then had buses from those stations that come straight and then made only bus lanes, it would encourage people to Absolutely. use transit. But right now, transit's so unreliable. You're making like a fucking train that's going to go straight down the city. And take away houses and like ruin infrastructure. And there's nothing worse than a lot of construction. And our city has so many ongoing projects and they keep adding more without the other ones being finished. So it's just like. Okay, Alderman, you're going to hear all our complaints. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
city planner Jesse. <laughs> She's going to be like, let's divide Calgary into 12 districts. Yeah. Once a year, yeah. we'll have all of Hunger the children Games. from each district. They must. Have- I've been watching it and I love that movie. Oh my God. It's so the terrible. winning district. Yeah. The winning district gets one of their yeah. projects approved. <laughs> Look, you just said it. You just said it. So the people, the people have to be involved in the development yeah. of their community. Yeah. Do you want a new ice rink? Well, would you die for it? <laughs> okay, I wouldn't make them die, but they have to put it in. Show me that the people in this community need an ice rink. Yeah. Let's yeah. all work hard. You need a new you need a new hockey rink? Well, would you sacrifice your brother for it? <laughs> Can you produce airs? <laughs> yeah. A spare and an air. Always have two. <laughs> Wow, this turned really dark. Is it because we were talking about cereal? <laughs> Have you guys yeah. seen the new movie? I haven't seen the new one yet. Oh, I okay. did. Yeah, yeah, it's Is good. It? Yeah, I I read the book. That made too. me start watching the other ones because the first time I watched it was with you in the theater, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I watched like it was like the second oh, okay. one. Yeah. Oh, that's the best one. I have. Oh, and I haven't finished watching I... it. We just started that one again. Because I was like, I oh. watched this with Sandy, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And she's like, oh my god. At the end, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we watched There it. is a 13th district. Yeah, there is? Uh, just keep watching. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> We're both like silent. I'm like, uh, no spoilers here. <laughs> yeah. We might have you. That's our movie for Sunday that we're watching. We watched it last week, Sunday, so we're trying not to watch TV all week except for on Sundays okay. or Fridays. That's good. And, well, that's like, good. It's been our thing, and I'm like, oh god, I need to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, but awful. I'm like, how is this a kids' book? <laughs> Yeah. The book is worse too. Like the scenes in the book are a lot more graphic, and like when she gets burned in the first one, it's like you, you talk about her burn festering yeah. and getting infected and stuff. I they think don't I really read touch the on. books long time ago. I'd probably have to revisit them, but I want to read the new one. Yeah, the new one's nice. How do people have minds like that? Are they like kind of serial killers? Like I were, I wonder that about Stephen King all the time. Hey, like... have you ever listened to our conversation? People probably <laughs> say that about us. No, they don't. I never talk about killing a single person. I talk about other things. They're probably wondering if I have a mental illness. Yeah, I probably do. But not once have I ever talked about dismembering somebody or like detailing their their wounds oh festering. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I honestly, every time I watch a movie, I'm like, what would make you write a book like mm-hmm. this? Yeah. How did you get the inspiration? And then what made it so that you are top seller? Like who's reading it and enjoying it? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I love horror books. You really do, but you're like you wouldn't touch a fly. Yeah, like you have. Yeah, but reading it is with like a different angry conversation. So I can't even imagine you like hurting anybody. <laughs> if somebody was like, "Oh, paint turned out to be a sinker," like stop it. Yeah, perfect. That's a nautical it's working. A nautical number. <laughs> Jesse would be like, "Let 100%. me book him for the podcast," and then. Then we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I would kill somebody before he does. <laughs> I'm not though. I've never she says I've never once talked about dismembering. Neither one of us would ever. I would never dismember someone. Like I would hurt people, but I would never take their life. You know what though? Even like intentionally hurting somebody. Yeah. 
it's still really a weird thing to think about. Like, yes. I'm going to continually cause you pain. Yes. Repeatedly. It's crazy. Am I a Catherine wheel? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Like, not at all. This not... I'm like a Catherine blanket. <laughs> Just lie on me. <laughs> Just lie on me. I'm not a wheel. I'm a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Catherine couple. Oh, <laughs> I'll suffer through it. Bloody hell. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what did we learn today? Any interesting facts about uh, killers? I think we all, we definitely all learned that we're not capable of this lifestyle. So. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I learned that the alderman doesn't need to be emailed for every little inconvenience in your life. Yeah. And I can't wait to have him on our podcast, or her, or them. Oh, yeah. good, yes. <laughs> I've learned that I have a lot of like pent up aggression, but I can never be a serial killer. Um, I promise. I promise. Like I swear to you, I would never write an email talking about my true self being a killer. It would be someone who loves and cherishes. But she everybody. will vote to Hunger Games your community if you want a project approved. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but Hunger Games. My Hunger pool. Games would actually be like, <laughs> let's all go and talk about it over food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be the eating games. <laughs> no, it'd be hunger, and you have to come there hungry. And the only the way, hungry games. Yeah, the only <laughs> yeah. way that you could eat is if you gave good ideas and if they're approved. Then you can get your meal for free. Uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're just looking at your poutine, waiting for this fucking project to be approved. Come yeah. on, actually, I'm gonna do that. Oh, the Hunger Games. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, awesome. So that leads into my song of the week, which is Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of. My song of the week is Jack the Ripper by Screaming Lord Such and the Savages. My song of the week is Toxic by Britney Spears, because I think all serial killers are very toxic people. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode on Serial Killers. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can always follow us on social media at The Tangent Trio or email thetangenttrio at gmail.com. Stay hungry, everyone. Don't kill people. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>